Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. Ray Allen Canine, it's no secret that we love Ray Allen Canine equipment. We use their products every single day at both Van Ness Canine and at Torchlight. Their mission statement says it all, to be the world leader in quality innovation for professional canine equipment for police, military, Schutzen, and ring sport. Tend to exceed their customers' expectations and deliver on time every time at a fair price. We full-heartedly believe that they've held true to that since it is our go-to one-stop shop for everything canine, not just police dogs, but for any working dog. This episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at Dogtra, dogtra.com. It's the e-collars that Ted and I use. It's the e-collars most police dog guys use. Dogtra.com, e-collars, bark collars, ball launchers, one-stop shop for everything you need for your working dog, dogtra.com. One of the other sponsors we're proud to have is HITS Canine Training Conference. It's the premier Amer- it's the premier canine training seminar in the United States, packed in the room with the world's best instructors covering important topics from admins to liability to detection work, all and tracking and everything in between. There's no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, and trainers. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando in August. Uh, so hit them up, hitscanine.net. We're super happy to be uh, represented by our good friends at Kinetic Dog Food. Uh, we've got great reviews from people all over the place. Uh, ever since we, we joined up with them and partnered with them, their uh, commitment to your dog's nutrition is top-notch. KineticDogFood.com. Check them out. Jim over at NC Canine out in North Carolina. It's the culmination of 13 years of experience in handling or training uh, law enforcement canines. They use real-world deployments to develop their training program and rely not only on their experience, but the current experience of the nation's canine handlers provide the best canine partner you can get. They provide pet training and police canine training based out of Four Oaks, North Carolina, and they serve the surrounding areas as well as nationally. Feel free to call them and learn more about their dog training program, police canine techniques and methodologies. We got a brand new sponsor, man, American Aluminum Accessories. Uh, my entire time in canine and ever since I've been involved in the dogs, the kennel in the back of our cruisers has always been American aluminum. Uh, check them out. Uh, we're so happy to have them on here. Easy rider Easyrideronline.com for everything you need from American aluminum accessories. Speaking of kennels, once you get out of the car, you got to have somewhere to put them. So our friends up in Ohio at horizon structures, make a one-stop shop for kennel. If you want a two dog kennel, or if you want a, 20 dog kennel they got you covered they get those things built and they drop it off at your house all you gotta have is a pad electricity and water and you can put dogs in it that day horizon structures can build you anything from mild to wild and it is the one-stop shop and you don't have to swing a single hammer so hit them up horizonstructures.com all right everybody working dog radio we are back broadcasting the bite another great episode coming at you um i am coming to you from rainy uh, Canton, Ohio, which is nice because I live at a lake and I cannot get my boat off the lift right now because uh, the rate, the water level is not high. I need about four to five more inches of water level to get it off. So right now on the lake, all there are, are pontoon boats and jet skis and they're loving it. But the ski boats, most of us can't get them out there, which sucked because this weekend was 89, 90 degrees the whole weekend and we couldn't take the boat out. So that kind of really blew um with me as always from tulsa oklahoma is ted summers ted what is up uh well it's raining here too um so it's been not i haven't been tracking in like a week <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous 
Uh, we just, I got back. I think last time before we left, I was getting ready to go to, or I just gotten back from somewhere. Just come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're getting ready to leave again to go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I had to think about it. By the time this airs, it should be like a week out, um, for another HRD. Um, but I've got a shitload of pets and I'm finishing up single purpose dog and we got a couple more dual purpose dogs in. Um, yeah. So that's some pets. All the floor drains are done. So now all I have to do is like sterilize everything with a WYSI wash and just push it all into the floor drains and it washes <clears> right <throat> into the fucking sewer. It's awesome. So we have a WYSI wash at the new facility and they wash the uh, outside area every night and the girls keep letting it like dribble and spray on their black Vans shoes. So, you know, WYSI wash got chlorine and it. it's got spots and shit all over their oh, shoes. Yeah. Ruined. If you don't drain that motherfucker, it will definitely bleach your shit. That's what I keep trying to tell him. Did you uh, did you trim your beard? Yeah, well, yeah, can... barber did. But, um, yeah, it looks like a couple I, inches, maybe or an I, inch. I look like a fucking homeless Civil War veteran, so I I got rid of that shit. <laughs> it fucking looked terrible. So that is fucking humid as hell here. So, um, but yeah, other than that, uh, my VA thing is getting ready to be finalized finally. So that'll be good. And yeah, other than that, we're just rolling. So. Um, tonight, um, we have somebody on that he and I have been friends on social media for like for a long time. Um, and it's really weird. And I didn't realize that we were actually from the same town and went to the same high school until we, I met a mutual friend of his that he deployed with and went through Q course with, uh, but tonight, uh, Ranger, uh, Green Beret, esports guy and canine handler. We have Joshua David, Josh, how are you, man? Uh, you know, I actually just got back from the gym and, uh, I almost thought I read the email wrong and I was going to miss the show. And I was like, I was freaking <laughs> out. I was like sitting here on zoom. Like, did I miss it? Did I miss the invite? <laughs> no, it's, uh, no. Yeah. We're, we're right on time. So let's talk a little bit about the background and stuff and how we got here. So you and I are actually from, we're both from broken arrow, which is really weird. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize that you and I were friends on social media and then our mutual friend, Travis Bobo, who was also a canine handler from uh, uh, your group as well. He was like, oh, do you know this guy? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, we're friends on social media and stuff. He was like, no, you guys went to the same high school. I'm like, what? So, yeah, yeah I mean, you started life out the same place I did. So, yeah, how, how old are you? I am 40. Yeah. Okay, so both of my sisters are older and they graduated from BA as well. And they're about like the 38 to 42 age. So uh, you probably graduated yeah. as one of my sisters. Them and 1,400 of my closest friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, am I one of my, uh, one of my best friends from high school that went to a different high school, got married to a chick that I went to high school with and graduated with me and I didn't meet her to the wedding. So yeah. people don't yeah. understand that our graduating yeah. class was 14 to 1,500. Yeah. Wow. I, I had like 680. I thought that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, we didn't know half the people at our school. We graduated with no, us. No. Yeah. So uh, after graduation, I, I mean, so after graduation, you decided to go to the army. So Man, I didn't even I didn't even graduate. I got, <laughs> I, got I got kicked out of high school. Sorry, that made me cough. Year. That was pretty good. Yeah, I got I got kicked out my senior year for uh, dumb things that I did, and uh, I was playing I was playing professional Halo back then, and uh, you know the new Halo came out. And I was awful at it. So I realized I needed a job. I knew nothing about the army. And I was like, screw it. The, the recruiters had came to the school like four months prior. And I was like, yeah, I'll just join the army. 
ha- haven't really looked back since. You know, we're, we're looking at 14 years later. Excellent. So, so you went from playing Halo to having a recruiter talk you into going to the Army, and yeah. then you end up in RASP. Or was it still RASP then? Or was it, was, it-, it was ripped then. Okay. Yeah, so I just... I just asked, like, what's the quickest way I could get, like, to basic or whatever? He's like, 11 X-ray. I was like, what's that? Sounds great. I knew nothing about anything that I joined. I got ripping basic. They're like, who wants to be a ranger? I was like, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Sounds cool. Let's do that. Dumb. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Sounds fantastic. I like to carry long. I like to carry heavy shit for a long way. That sounds no one, great. But- no one told me anything about it. I was just like, oh, cool. Something, something different. Let's do that. Um. Yeah, you know, I did. I stayed there for about three years. Did uh, two deployments to Afghanistan with them, and uh, ended up working with a lot cooler guys on my deployment that I wanted to be like. And I asked, "What's like the quickest way I could get there?" And they're like, "You can either spend another four or five years in regiment, or you can go SF for two years." And I was like, "Oh, well, time time frame. That sounds great. I'll just go SF." Knew nothing of what SF was. I just knew Rangers hated SF, so I could probably easily accomplish it. Didn't know there was a Q course for two years. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. No, didn't know. Well, yeah, didn't know fucking Q uh-uh. course. You're gonna go to Pineland. You didn't know any of that. I, nothing. I thought like I could just go to selection. You know, meet headed out and be good to go. Get a cool beret and push forward. That's not how it no, works. No, I've been I've been duped my entire life. <laughs> no one tells so, me. Anything. So uh, when you were in regiment, what you were in which battalion? I was in 275 at Lewis. 275, okay. Um, A-co, so, B-co, or C-co? I was in 2-Charlie. I was in C-co. Excellent. Um, yeah. Now, we always ask Rangers, this is your chance to talk shit on everybody else. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, gr- growing up there, I'm not, I'm not going to say I grew up prior to the military because I was playing video games. So I was just a big child. Um, I really did grow up there, and it's, a, it's an aggressive personality everyone's 100 percent. no matter what you're doing you're just doing it as hard and as fast as you can do it and uh you're kind of indoctrinated a little bit to yeah talk shit on pretty much everybody it doesn't matter who you are oh yeah and uh i mean when you're surrounded by everyone who does the same thing like you're you're 100 for that and then go into selection for the q course i was like wow i can't do that like people will peer me the fuck out <laughs> like you have to change your uh, your mentality a little bit um, no regiments. The first time that I was really introduced to white dogs, um, they were, I'm not sure if they're multi-purpose back then. Cause I wasn't really savvy on the dog world, but they were back then the dogs were just angry, you know, like it was pretty much yeah. just bites and don't look at my dog. My dog will eat you. And that dog's trying to just eat everything within sight. But, uh, I don't know what changed. I guess somewhere along the line, the dogs became a little more mellow. I don't know if the multi-purpose concept like chills them out, but. The difference between my old school regiment dogs and my and Timo that I got when I was in group, it's night and day. So yeah, we, um, we've had real quick, when you got in the in two seven five, was that were we in the weightlifting era then, or were we in the running era then? So if you were if you were a private, you were in the running era, and if you had your tab, <laughs> you were in. You're never running again. Everyone's massive. <laughs> yeah, them dudes can push piles and piles of weight. Yeah, I mean, if you went to rip, if you were in rip and you were a D1 athlete or you're a wrestler, you're pretty much a shoe-in. They're not going to say you can't come over there and just be an aggressive man. 
Yeah, we we've had uh we had Trent on. Um Trent uh you know, Ben Owen, like a Trent, and uh he kind of said the same thing. Like as the program started, he always said he was like, Oh, the fucking dogs are always angry. <laughs> and Benno fucked him up a couple of times. And there's been multiple, you know, and I think that dog's got some pretty uh well-known stories for um what's happened and what hasn't happened, what's not available. But uh yeah, I mean I think once, uh, you know, there's still, I mean, we still have some friends that are um, there currently and I don't, there's still some angry dogs <laughs> like around for show. So yeah, you don't handle go, oh, go ahead. You, were, you weren't handling in the range. You were handling the regiment though. No, I was just, just a line guy. Yeah. Just trying so, not to get eaten by those dogs. <laughs> no stand in his way. We yeah, tell us anything yeah. to cops. We're like, we do it all the time. Eric's like, how many of you guys bite cops? And everybody kind of reluctantly raise their hands. And I was like, who's lying? And then everybody else raises their other hand. <laughs> they're like, oh fuck them. It counts. Like they're in the way. Move. So um after uh you make the decision to go um get the other get the other beret. Um so what is that process like? So for those that are listening that aren't kind of like familiar with it, you have Ranger Regiment. And then you have SF and then you've got other stuff going on. Um, and you do not have to go through the Ranger. You don't have to be a Ranger to go into the Green Berets. Um, you can take an XA, you can take the 18 series, you can do an 18 X ray and go straight in, or you can do some other pipelines. But um, was it a common, was it a common pipeline for you to go from the Ranger regiment over to SF? Not, not at all. It was actually more of like a taboo thing because like growing up a regiment to like, if you want to be a fat you know, SF guy and hand out soccer balls to, to children and like win the hearts and minds, go over there and wear your cool Nike boots. And it, uh, I, you don't know any better. So you're just like, yeah, screw those guys. Um, ended up running into a couple, couple ODAs on my second trip with a bunch of other organizations. And I was like, these guys aren't that bad. Like it was a dive team. They were all pr- pretty amazing shape, like long hair, beards, like everything that like, you want to do when you get in the military, but you don't know how. Mm. It was like those guys and, just after having that conversation, I got back from the deployment, dropped my packet, and all hell broke loose. Like it was, it was, it was a nightmare. There's a lot of hate. Back at regiment, they're walking the halls with Hulk fist, yeah. waiting to blast you with your spot <laughs> around the room. I mean, I'm talking like I was fast roping out of my window because I didn't want to go through the hallway because I was going to get shit on by a random squad leader or platoon sergeant. Yeah. But yeah, they, they said stuff like, have fun. You're, you're, you can't even pass a PT test there. When you get back here, your stuff's going to be in the hall. We're going to send you to the regular army. I was like, if, if we're so much better and in such better shape, like how am I going to go there and fail? Like it should be like a hundred percent pass for me. Right. And they're like, well, yeah, but no, I'm like, okay, that's what I thought. Well, cause you're a ranger, of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. So they have to, they still have to protect their, like we're better than everyone, but they just didn't like the concept. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I mean, all it was was I hit up a special operations recruiter, said, hey, I want to go to selection, took a PT test. He gave me a date, showed up to selection. It was like 19, 21 days, whatever it was. Like that that shit sucked. <laughs> I mean, people ask me now to like like tips or tricks. I'm like, brother, you guys have the internet. Like we barely had that shit coming into this. We didn't have these, these like Tim Kennedy with his guides, or, like all these cool guys with all these books and tips and tricks. You just went and you just nugged it out and hoped for the fucking best. And that's kind of my mentality now when people ask me questions. I'm like, quit overthinking shit. Like, <laughs> everyone these days wants like the kings of the fuck, like the keys of the fucking castle. It's like, you're going to overthink it if we do that. Um, <laughs> or you're going to 21 try and, days. You're going to try and game it. it. 
and you, you can't. They, they, they rotate shit. Like, you try to game it, and then you're just going to get blindsided by something else, and you're going to feel like an idiot, and I'm going to laugh at you. Um, what you is think it? you'd so, come up with something clever. Yeah, oh, yeah right. You didn't just start this program. <laughs> it's been going for years and years and years. We've seen guys try to game this shit. Yeah, this one is of in my, class uh, three. Yeah, one of my buddies that's was in 275 gave me a saying that I say all the time at HRD. When people look at me, they're like, you want to do what? And I just say, don't anticipate, just participate. And true. he's and that he every time something would come up, he would look at me. He was like, don't anticipate, just participate. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm just saying, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. You're not going to die or we're not yeah. going to die. Or this is not going to, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. That's the other thing. That's, that's he thing. would always say, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. I'm like, it could oh, always be worse. It could always be worse. Gonna, it's going to yeah. suck. And I'm like, no, nah, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be fine. Don't anticipate. They, just participate. They can't kill you, right? So, like, like it oh, could fuck. always be worse. So, like, you're, you're going to be fine. It's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but yeah, you're there. Yeah, I'm supposed to do the whole pool thing where they're like, drown or quit. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, you make it through selection. Uh, you go to Q course, which is also a fun time. Um, yeah. So you go through the excessive amount of training, and uh, that's where you meet our buddy Travis, right? You meet Travis Bobo there. Is that yeah, we actually we actually went to majority of the course together, and I know we were in the Echo course together because he was like some hotshot boxer, Golden Glove psycho can, in the army. Yeah, I can see that. He's terrifying. So <laughs> yes, in the, there's somewhere in the course, it's like where you're supposed to do for like your B knock WLC section, and. Uh, they basically give you an opportunity to call out anyone of your peers to box. So like all these dudes are calling out Travis and Travis is just knocking motherfuckers out left and right. Everyone's like, I, who is this guy? I can hundred percent see that. And you wouldn't think that meeting him. No, his little ginger, not that yeah. big, just, and he's just one, two hitter quitting people. Didn't matter what size you were. Like if you had beef, you could call someone out, which is great. I don't think they do that anymore, but Probably not. Probably because Travis knocked everybody unconscious. But uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we got to spend some time with Travis at Griffin uh, about a year ago before the Rona hit. Um, but uh, that was yeah, I could totally see that that uh, that happening. So um, past the uh, Q course, um, they send you out to fifth group. Yeah. Um, um, so. Yeah. At what point does do we get to uh, Timo? So, actually, had a, a really good uh, battalion sergeant major, and he did before he decided what company you're going to go to, and like the team sergeants fight for which new guys they want. He um, he basically did like short term, long term goals, and I kind of gave my short term goals, and I was like, hey, you know, I was I was, I was around all these ranger dogs. And I, I, I really want to, you know, maybe go to the kennels one day, get a dog, try that, try that aspect of life out. And, you know, that was it. I mentioned it. And fast forward, I think it was like four years later when it was time for me to go to SWIC. They're like, hey, we, he came, he had passed it on. Like the continuity was great. And he's like, hey, there's actually a slot in the kennels if you want to, you know, go take a dog, go talk to the kennel master. And I was like, and he brought it up. He's like, yeah, I, I guess you came to group and said you want to be a handler. Like that took me, that hit me in the face. Like I was not expecting like those star majors to talk like that about, you know, things that had happened four years prior. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went down, did my interview with uh, Joe, the kennel master. And he's like, absolutely. He's like, I, I see you love dogs. 
yeah, I don't know shit about dog handling, but dogs and I get along pretty well. Then, uh, yeah, I got sent to VLK and met fucking Timo. <laughs> fucking fucking Timo. <laughs> yeah, it's ugh, so. <laughs> We're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back and we'll talk about fucking Timo. And uh, so sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. We have a long-standing relationship with the guys over at HITS Canine Training Conference. Uh, it's truly America's premier canine seminar. It is the largest. It is the best. Um, they cover every important topic in the canine industry. Hundreds and hundreds of vendors, thousands of canine people there. Everybody you know in this industry is there. Ted and I will be teaching hits 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Also check out their website hits canine.net. They have other classes that they're putting out online, uh, zoom classes and all kinds of other things they are offering in-person classes leading up to hits 2022, Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Check it out. Hits canine.net. Everyone knows me knows that I live on chicken nuggets and Coors Light. So uh, that doesn't mean your dog should, though. Um, our friends at Kinetic um, are make it a, a point to fuel working dogs, and they know that it can be tough, and they need high-quality food, unlike me, to give them energy and the nutrients that they require. I just subsist on air and you know Coors Light, which, but the dogs can't. They actually have to work. So for that, we asked Kinetic, and Kinetic has come up with a great balance of healthy meats and grains and is made specifically for working in sport dogs. They have a full line of foods and supplements available, and they've been working to perfect their line for thousands of dogs and hundreds of departments across the U.S. You can buy it locally online or at Tractor Supply, or you can get it at Chewy. So head over to their website, KineticDogFood.com, 513-615-6904. And get them on the socials at Kinetic Dog Food. So probably the number one product I've ever advertised for or used that set that does what they say is Quick Derm by Vet Care. Uh, I have it uh, at my house. I have it at the kennel. I have it at the Fun House. I have it at the uh, Doggy Daycare. I have my trainers have it at their house. It is unbelievable how it works. You guys have all heard Ted and I talk about it, how we've gotten tagged by dogs or dogs do, you know, if you're dealing with working dogs, weird stuff happens, right? Cuts that, how the hell that happened? Bites, scratches, all kinds of things that happen, especially if you're doing anything in the wooded area, they get tore up. Uh, the quick derm by vet care. It is no exaggeration. It is great. So once daily treatment for any skin condition or small wounds to help stop little issues from becoming big ones. Comes in sprays, ointments, or dressing. Quick Derm is great at creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. The best thing, too, is they have a discount code. Get on their website, vetcare.us. That's vetcare.us. Put in the discount code 10WDR in capital letters, 10WDR for 10% off your first order. These next guys uh, have actually been on the show when we instructed at. Uh, the first uh, tripwire conference down in Florida, uh, Jim O'Brien was a guest on the show uh, and he runs NC canine who has now come onto the show as a sponsor. Um, Jim's been around for quite a long time, about 13 ish years uh, with experience handling and training law enforcement canines. Um, he uses real world deployments to develop training program and not rely only on their experience, but current experiences from most of their national canine teams and handlers to provide the best canine partner that you guys can, purchase they provide pet training and police canine services based out of four oaks north carolina and they serve the surrounding areas 
feel free to give Jim a call, a text, carrier pigeon, however you want to get a hold of him uh, to, to talk to him about police canine training or pets and techniques and methodologies. So hit him up at 919-438-0141 or J O'Brien. That's J O B R I E N at N C letter K number nine dot U S check the show notes. We'll put it there. All right. We're back with Joshua uh, from Ranger Regiment, uh, fifth group. Uh, and we were just talking about <laughs> going to VLK after a sign. You know, that story you told, it's like when we had on Will Chesney and, you know, he was like, oh, I got over to that group. And uh, he was like, you know, if I wanted to do something, he was like, I get in there and like everybody there is like a ninja with a fucking firearms and, you know, everybody's like a shooter and they're doing like 10,000 round packages and everything else. And he was like, and I show up and I'm like, if I'm going to do anything, I got to figure something else out. So he was like, well, shit, yeah, I'll take a dog. And the same thing we, you know, we talked to uh, one of the other guys from the SMU and the army and he was kind of the same way. He was like, if I'm going to do something, I guess I'm going to do this. And you know, your story is very common um, with a lot of those guys, uh, you know, and they, he, he, they show up and they're like, well, fuck, I, yeah, I like dogs. So why not? <laughs> like, sure, I'll do it. And, uh, it turns out that a lot of those guys get out of the, get out of those units and they come on to this side. And that's the one thing that everything sticks with them. So, um, talk to us about when you get to, uh, Denver, Indiana to, uh, see Timo. Did you go right to the strip club? The, yeah, I was going to say. I, you, you know, I've actually never been to a strip club. Oh, I know, right? I might be the only person in my community who's never done that. Coming from, um, coming from Tulsa, that's, yeah. that's saying something. Yeah. I also, <laughs> but I left I left Tulsa I mean, before I was even 19, so it's not like I had too much leeway. That doesn't matter. Not that, not that it matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, here's yeah, a library man. card. That's my ID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know that we we show up, we're in a big circle on this 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 lawn, and they kind of tell you who your dog is. They give you very basic information, you know. You guys got another dog over there? Like I'm one of those that's not mean and angry. Um I don't know what his issue was. He he's he's not it took about a week and he never did that shit again. Like never never had to be heavy handed with him. I mean, like, even on an e-collar that goes up to, what, like, 136? Like, if I hit him on a five, he curls up in a ball and hates me for the rest of the week. Um, yeah, it, easily 14 years in the military, that VOK was probably the best school I've ever been to. And the three years to fall that, my favorite three years in the Army, like, to this day. Um, I honestly wish we could do more than three years because, obviously, three years are just barely starting to, like, scratch the surface of the dog world but then yeah it's like your time's over and you're you're ready to go back to a team and that's it do you remember telling them you would like to be a handler was it a was it a kind of a half-assed comment or no i mean i was kind of taken taken aback by the the short-term long-term goals counseling that i got the first day i got there i was like wow this is different i never got counseled a regiment um and yeah, he, I mean, I had to pick short and long-term goals out of my ass, honestly. <laughs> I was like, I mean, long-term goals, I want to go, I want to go CAG, stuff like that. And uh, I, I really did enjoy the regiment dogs. I really did. Um, you're, you're more isolated. You know, it's a two-man, or it's, a, it's you and your dog team. You're not worried about really everything else that's going on. And uh, yeah, I, I remember saying it to him. So that's why when, you know, four years later, it got brought up. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe, one, he remembered that. Two, he passed that on to the next battalion star major. 
Yeah, that's and nice. then yeah. it made it to me. I was like, I was like, that's actually good NCO leadership right there, which you you know it's, it's hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, and they have you know, they set that system up a long time ago, I'm sure, and it has paid dividends over and over and over again. Guy comes in, doesn't know you, looks, gets kind of an idea on who you are based on things you said four years ago. Obviously, four years changes somebody, but then they see dog handler, Denver, Indiana. Here you go. Yeah. Have fun. We got we got we got a place for you. Go have fun. Yeah. You know, and, and that's another thing like in those, cause we've had guys come through that were in other SMUs and talk and they're like, you know, and it's kind of the same thing. Like if you want to do something and they're like, all right, well go do it. Like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, like we'll burn a billet and you can go do it or whatever. But you know, it's not like in, on this side, like in law enforcement, I've had guys like do all the fundraising and do all of the paperwork and all the other bullshit. And Eric can tell the seniority story here in a second about, you know, to be a canine handler and the chief will pick somebody else. And I'm like, why the fuck would you pick somebody that doesn't want to be there? And then you get the dude that wants, that doesn't want to be there and they give him a dog. And then, you know, they're, you know, the, 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 the results are awful. Wait, but, even, you know I mean? even on that, you, you see that in some of the groups, you know, you'll see some of the, the senior handlers that get sent to the trainer's course. When like you know they don't actually enjoy handling, they don't, you know what I mean? Like they're ready for their time to end so they can go somewhere else. You see some of the the younger motivated guys who are living and breathing the dog world, like please, like send me to the fucking trainer's course. And it just doesn't happen based on seniority, and people just don't care. Yeah, one of the one of the things when we've had guys on from tier one units, and we talk about you know the big difference when they and they've all said this in other podcasts too is the funding and how much money. What did you see a difference between regiment and um, and the ODA teams and everything? Was it uh, a downward on money, even up? Could you even figure that out? Um, I mean, I could, I could see the difference, not so much on money, but on what they what they actually care about on you wearing. So at, at regiment, we I'd, I'd like to say it was it was endless, but it was a little more like regimented, you know, like, every, you know, they're really like sticklers about how you look and stuff like that. When there's a lot of the groups are like, we don't actually care what you wear. So like, I, I'd say the funding was honestly the same, but at the same time, a lot of it's going to be restricted by what they're going to let you wear. Well, yeah. What they, what's important to them or whatever. It, exactly. What was the first thing you bought to wear that you were like, I'm getting this <laughs> <laughs> Nike boots. So I actually, I actually bought Nike boots for selection. And so, really? it, only because it was like such taboos like you're gonna go be an sf guy wearing nike boots and handing out soccer balls i'm like what are nike boots like, let, let me let me go check they were the most yeah. fucking comfortable things to ever grace my feet really they they, they tore up easily but they they aired out after walking through water and shit so like i have no complaints um i think i think the first thing i bought was like an actual like a war belt from ronin i think it, that's probably like the biggest item i've ever bought I, I wore the old eagle ranger green plate carrier for the longest time in group until they forced me to wear the cry everyone's oh, yeah. like don't you have a cry kit i was like well yeah but like i've been wearing this one for eight years now like i don't i'm, I'm pretty happy with this kit yeah it's broken yeah you'll see me you'll see pictures of everyone's wearing cry stuff and i still have my my eagle fucking plate carrier on from regiment i'm like i don't need a lot you know it's funny when i um so i worked uh for cobra canine on the uh, nsw contract out in california and talking to the team guys they're like the team's the SEAL teams were very um, Gucci, kind of like whatever something became like 
one they said one day a couple of guys showed up wearing cowboy boots right then everybody started wearing cowboy boots not not working but you know at work and and around and they said then something else trends and they all get into the trend is that was the sf groups like that i mean i, I would definitely say it's it's team dependent but when those fucking uh when those like black multi came altivos came out or chucks became a thing everyone's like yeah we're getting on that and like you just saw everyone was rocking them that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I definitely say it's company slash group dependent. Um, I mean, fifth group is literally like Ranger Regiment. It's very regimented. Everyone's kind of same, same across the board. But uh, you definitely saw different different groups, different ODAs just wild and, wild and out out there. You, you never knew what you are going to get. <laughs> so uh, after – so how so you get Timo um, and you do the initial uh, – course uh, up there in indiana which is what is it like 16 weeks or something i think it's i think it's eight it's like eight to ten. Oh, then you guys go back to group and finish yeah, we have a training. we have an advanced course that we yeah, do yeah. that, you that guys did, do didn't get that by the way oh, really? <laughs> oh how did yeah, that work? my my ass my ass deployed within like two months of getting Timo. oh yeah that's... like who's ready like some guys weren't ready some guys like the dogs weren't serving whatever the fuck it was and i was like fuck like as much as i bitch complained about Timo. Motherfucker has a nose. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't really have a lot of tells, but like off leash, he's gonna he's gonna crush anything and everything. If anything, I'm you know I'm I'm the one fucking him up. Um, we started we started real fucking fast, and like I think it was within three months we were on our our first trip together. Nice. Um, did did that trip? Came home. Uh, the guy who replaced me lost a dog. Um, so I was. I don't know what was going on back at group, but like, again, for some reason, you know, people were doing stuff or couldn't deploy. So I think within three months of me getting back, I was like, can you go back in three days? And I was like, yeah, here we go. Sure. So grab Timo back up. Like I'm single. I don't really care. So three months later, I was back, back in country. I think I spent damn near 11 months of that year gone. Nice. So, so when you get into, so a lot of people get into dogs, uh, they're like, we're going to fucking crush people. We're going to bite and we're going to gnaw everybody up. And then they become super kind of surprised at how much they enjoy the detection side of it because of the lives it can save. Did you kind of feel that way too or no? Yeah, I mean, same same concept. Everyone loves your dog, you know, eating people and everyone gets riled up like it's the sexy work. But end of the day, like that dog's supposed to be basically an early warning. I mean, you hate to say it. But rather the dog go than you know the guys you're walking with, but I like I love learning. I love learning how Timo would react to different things. Like it's why it's why I still I don't I'm not gonna say I'm super in depth with the dog world today, but like every time I see a handler or I see someone like I try to pick their brand because like you never stop learning, and because of that I think is why I got so interested in it. Like every every odor everything Timo would do differently. I love that. And then other people got to start to see, like, they're around and they could start reading his tells. And I'm like, see, you're getting it. Like, I spend every day with this dog. Like, I see it. But watching other people start to kind of pick up on things, they're like, maybe we shouldn't go this way. Look what your dog is doing. I was like, hey, see, you're getting it. Like, you, you see yeah. what Timo is doing. Like, I, I was about to tell you guys. Yeah. Hey, you shouldn't be looking at the dog, but good job. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. stop staring at my dog. I got right. you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at the dog. Um, but so that was kind of the, you know, that leads into the thing. So uh, did you bite any of the team guys or did he bite any of the team guys? No, the only people team we did a we did a team photo, I think on my my first my first trip with him, 
And the uh, basically the heat signature from the blast came underneath the Humvee we were standing by and hit Timo in the butt. And he freaked the fuck out, came up the leash and tried to eat our turp. But uh, I, I ended up, the guy was already scared of dogs, so it was perfect. Like, there's the pic, there's a picture of, like, Timo, like, damn near eating this dude's fucking neck. And I, like, have him by the leash, pulling him away. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got to reset that, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another photo, please. Another blast, please. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah. pretty funny. There how, was, um, what there was, was some room clearing that he how almost big was he? shotguns. Uh, 77. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, he, he's a he's a thick ass dog. Um, he, he had a shoot houses and shotguns. He had some issues with he uh like if I had a there's some of the, I don't know why we had to do it. Sometimes I had to have him on like a hip lead, and I wouldn't even be leading the stack. Like I wouldn't even like if we were already in the building and we're back stacking up on rooms. Like he he would be back there with me. So then all of a sudden there's a shotgun going off in front of him. So he's freaking the fuck out. He's trying to eat me, and then he's trying to eat whatever's near him. Um. I don't think he actually ever bit anyone on accident, minus me. No, I like that, minus me. <laughs> Why yeah, that, that, that just left a little bomb out there for. <laughs> we we had our we had our come to Jesus meetings a few times in his kennel. Like he'd bite yeah. me, I'd kick him. He'd bite me, I'd bite him. We'd look at each other. It was great. So um, you did two deployments with him. Two, yeah, two deployments. Yep. Um, what uh, was there any time that, like, you or the rest of the team guys are like, "Fuck, I'm glad the dog was here. Had the dog not been here, it would have gotten hairy." You know, we didn't. There wasn't really a moment based on the country we we're in that anything he indicated on or he found was going to be super detrimental to what we were doing or like close enough that like people were worried um i had the cool guy navy eod attached to us so like you put me them together with the dog like no one was really super worried about shit there was like bobo travis found a couple hides you know probably like 100 200 miles away from us and that kind of opened our eyes to some shit that we weren't looking for so everyone kind of buttholes puckered a little bit on that one um, but I got Timo super quick up on that odor because Travis brought it to me in country. Um, nice. Yeah, they, we, we really didn't have any super... I think my biggest moments with him were like other fucking dogs. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't like any of us worrying about like hairy situations, but the random camp dogs and like the shakes dogs trying to eat Timo. It was just, that, that was probably the biggest issue I've ever had in country. Now, on two deployments, so... When I was doing working for Cobra, I had uh, Team One assigned to me two dogs, two different platoons. And when we did our workups, the um, each platoon did we did different SOPs based on the EOD guys and how they kind of want to handle things. So we had to change training in between it. Was that different for you each deployment? It, it was, and we even had wrote one of the one of the EO teams rotated out on my like during one of my trips, and they those guys had a different way of running things. Um, it, it kind of depends on how senior those guys are versus how senior you are based on like who wants to run the show. Um, because they were the super Gucci Navy EOD guys. Like and w- both times their senior was a, a very salty human. So oh, yeah. I pretty much let them tell me what they wanted and then we worked together on it. But every now and then like they had different ways they wanted the dog to be ran. Like one guy never wanted Timo off leash ever. So like I had him on like a, fucking 30 to a 60 foot the entire trip 
and Tebow's not used to that. You know what I mean? Like he, that shit gets caught on everything. Yeah, there was it was it was interesting to see because when I was working there, pressure plates were a big problem. It was still mostly RDX based stuff, and you had one one EOD guy that didn't want the dog anywhere near the breach point. He would rather do it himself. And then you had a guy that wanted the dog to go first, yeah. you know, because they were doing the, uh, the doormat, so to speak, you know, a lot of pressure plates around there. And, and uh, we just had to work it differently with each one. It was, it was pretty interesting. Those guys, those EOD guys deploy a lot. And, they, it, and that, that was my biggest thing is like, these guys know what the fuck they're doing. You know, like they're so set that they have so many months in country. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here to step on your toes, man. Like you tell me what you want and I'll, I'll figure out the training and how I'll work around and get what you want done. Yeah. I'm sure they enjoyed that. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't here trying to butt heads with people. Yeah. I was here trying to make life easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the bomb guys. You're the dog guy. Like, so what, what, with that being said, I'm not a bomb guy. I think I the biggest fucking issue is people are like, Oh, you're EOD. Right. I'm like, no, no, I have a dog <laughs> who <laughs> smells that shit. And then I can tell you if he smells shit. Right. Like the amount of people who think that I'm going to go up there and fucking start diffusing shit. Like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like there's an, it's almost like there's a, like an entire school just for that. Once and months. Like it's not me. <laughs> yeah. That those guys go to, and they're very good at too. Uh, very good. I usually just look it. at those guys. I'm like, yes, are nuts. We're going the other direction. We're not diffusing this. Cause this is the route. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> we'll go around. Curfew, It'll be fine. We'll go around. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, so, uh, like, so coming full circle, um, we'll talk a little bit before we take our second break. So talk, you know, you started out playing, um, what were you playing? Call of Duty? No, I was playing Halo yeah. 1 and Halo 2. Halo, okay, so, like, well, so it's been a while. Yeah, 2006. So, <laughs> right, so first, right, so Halo, right? So you go to the military and then end up playing Halo for real. So, so how did, how did you end up, playing video games for the fucking army you and know, explain to people like what this is. Cause, and, and this was my, like, not my introduction to you because like, I always knew you because through like a lot of our mutual friends are like, yeah, he ran a dog in fifth group and blah, blah, blah. Right. Did, you know, went here and there and knows these guys. And I'm like, wait a minute, but he's always, I was like, what's the deal with the, so I had no idea. Like, and a lot of people still have no idea about this whole program, but like, so what is it? it it's crazy to think that, like my father, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're playing video games in the army, right? I'm like, all right, calm down. All right, like yeah. the fact that I came full circle kind of blows people's minds. Yeah, so the army sent out a mass email to every soldier saying like, hey, we're starting up this new thing. There's a CrossFit team, a strongman team, a band, and army esports. Like, oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was trash. I, I said, put it in the trash can immediately. I was like, no, one, I, if it's real, I can't leave you suck to play video games. It's not going to fucking happen. Right. Um, one of my buddies kind of did the job for me and kind of told them that I used to play competitive video games. Um, I got reached out to like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, what a silly question. What a lot of people don't understand is my time at group as an enlisted guy was done. I was already, I had already put in my green to gold packet to become an officer. I like, I was already, I was like three months out from, PCSing, going to college for two years and commissioning. So when I got told, hey, do you want to be on the esports team? It wasn't me like choosing esports over group. It was me choosing esports over college and commissioning. And uh, I, I've got a lot of, I'm not going to say 
Yeah, I will fucking say it. I got a lot of hate from a lot of senior group dudes. They're like, you left teams to play video games. I'm like, actually, no, I didn't. I, I was going to college for green to gold, and I decided I'd rather play video games to become an officer. Big difference. Um, yeah, I tried out. They said, hey, you made it. We're going to PCS you to Fort Knox. And I'm like, the fuck is Fort Knox? Okay. <laughs> and this is where Yusasak, Yusasak, CSM, and uh, Commander hit me up. We did a VTC, and they're like, do you want to do this? They thought that I was just kind of like being coerced into it. I was like, no, like this is awesome. I can get out in front of people, explain like the SF way of life, regiment stuff, like a lot of things that people aren't privy to. Like I'm the guy that can literally talk to you about anything and everything. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I mean, if you want to do it, then this fits our, our soft efforts of 2020, 2021. So yes, I didn't know what USREC was. I didn't like, I've always been in soft. So everyone kind of told me that I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I was like, whatever, man, it's like, going to play video games. I'm an SF guy. I'll be fucking fine. So, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the history repeats itself with you, yeah. I think. That, yes. story here. I had yeah. no idea what I was going to self into. We're going to take a break real quick. When we get back, we'll talk about what you didn't know you were getting yourself into. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a second. All right, guys. This episode has been brought to you by great sponsors of ours. Please don't skip through this. Take a listen to them. One of our oldest sponsors and great friends of ours are the people down at Highland Canine down in North Carolina. Um, I really like them. We have we see them at all the conferences. I know a lot of people have been to their school for dog trainers. They've been on the podcast Highland Canine. They're a full service canine and pet dog training business where they can train you to be a trainer. They can get you a dog. They have handler classes. They have supervisor classes. They have trainers courses for just LE. They have them for anybody who wants to be in uh, in the dog business, be a dog trainer of any kind. Um, check them out. Their website is tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. If you are smart, you'll go down there in the winter. It is North Carolina. It is warm. You get to work dogs. It's no, no joke school, guys. You're not going down there for a month um, and, and rushing through it. They're actually trying to make you real deal dog trainers. Uh, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. Next is a sponsor that's been with us for quite a while, uh, Dogtra. I love Dogtra stuff, and they continually keep bringing out new products. Uh, one of the things that I've been using a lot lately is the new Tone Box. If you're a pet trainer or if you train a lot of police officers, and I harp on my guys all the time about timing, and this thing literally kind of pairs to the, to the remote, and when you're using the remote, whether you're using Nick constant or vibrate, it makes a noise. So you can get the timing down 100% consistent. And so I can demonstrate how to do an out with an e-caller immediately, quickly. And it is so effective that I can't believe that it took me forever to figure it out <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to get that. They've also got these new um, comfort feather like titanium things that go on the collars that uh, are fantastic for making sure we got contact. It actually has six points and this comes in two sizes and it's a titanium feather thing. They're awesome. They got comfort, comfort contact points for the bark collars, the YS 600. One of my favorite things. I have about 50 of them at the kennel and it is dead silent. And I put them on all the pet dogs and I can leave them on because they have the comfort contact points and they're fantastic. All this stuff you can get at dogtra.com. And if you use the discount code WDR, one zero you get 10 percent off a single item over 200 bucks so that covers the ball trainer that covers the 1900 ask hands free which is my personal favorite for all the big dogs uh it covers the two dog system uh the 202c which i use for the two dog pet guys and fantastic so doctor.com 
or go to at Dogtra official on all the socials. That's Facebook, Instagram, all those places. So hit them up, dogtra.com. Guys, I don't even shop any other sites when I'm looking for everything for dogs. Our one-stop shop for anything pet dog training and police dog training, hunt dog training, anything you need, you can find at rayallen.com. They have been doing it forever. We have a great relationship with them. Um, again, they're at all the conferences. You can stop up and talk to them. They have more stuff there than any place. RayAllen.com. They are amazing. We have a great, uh, really, really good relationship with those guys. Um, like I said, I get on their website. I do not look anywhere else. I just get on Ray Allen. Why, why should I fill up my cart, pay it? Boom. Shipping. Here we go. Uh, everything's coming. RayAllen.com. And guess what? We do have a discount code for them working dog radio for 10% off. It's all one working dog radio and it's all caps. Check them out. RayAllen.com. I'm not too shaped to admit that I used our own discount code to buy stuff for the kennel. We have American aluminum next. They're a new sponsor for uh, moving forward. Um, they have been around for quite a while. They manufacture a wide variety of products from the high quality cam lockers and toolboxes to a huge line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law enforcement community. Back in 1992, due to the demand for safe, secure transport, for a nearby law enforcement department's canine, they introduced the very first Easy Rider canine. They have continuously grown and expanded products, catering to the needs and wants of the valued customers and high-profile clientele. Over the years, as the needs have changed, they have evolved and expanded their products to include inmate transport systems, canine training aids, canine inserts, contraband, containment, and animal control systems, just to name a couple of things. So you can find them at Easy Rider Online. Dot com that is easy echo zulu rider online.com you can find them on the socials at american aluminum accessories and then you can hit them up toll free 1-800-277-0869 you don't have to worry about writing all that down we're going to put it in the show notes so just scroll down to the bottom write it down click the link takes you straight there under your phone our first sponsor we ever had he's been he's our rider die he's been with us since the beginning is arno over at alm canine equipment his stuff is so good. Ted, you know, gets suits. He, and listen, Ted's suit, he's had it for a long time. Arno's fixed it. He's uh, taken a million bites on it. It still holds up. The thing's amazing. I've got a suit from him. I love it. Use it all the time. Uh, but the main thing that I really love about Arno is his hidden sleeves are ridiculously amazing. They are the best. And his tugs. I usually buy tugs from Arno by the box load. He'll send me a whole bunch of them. I hand them out to the handlers, new handlers when they come in, experienced handlers. Uh, they last for a long time. They're amazing. The craft work is, is great. Arno's doing all the, the sewing there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom-made suits, everything you need um, out there. And he's out there in sunny Las Vegas. Get on his website. Check him out, almk9equipment.com, almk9equipment.com. Discount code WD Radio, all caps, 10% off your first order. Check them out. All right, we're back uh, with uh, Josh Davis uh, from Ranger Battalion, Green Bray, and also the Army's esports team, which I didn't even know they had. So you tried out. So I would assume that the selection process for the esports team was a lot different than it was for uh, the Rangers and for. Uh, <laughs> for yeah. You know, we'd like to say it's, I mean, it's a lot different physically, obviously, but I think the attrition rate for the esports team is the highest thing the military has ever done in, the, in its existence. Really? 
I, I think uh, there was like 16 to 20,000 soldiers that tried out and only 16 soldiers made it. Wow. Like, do, do that fucking math, right? Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and not even that. There's a lot of soldiers that couldn't be picked because you have to portray the army in a positive light. If you think of like the toxic Call of Duty days when you're online, you know, you know, saying what most people wouldn't say today because yeah. you get canceled. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh man, there is a literal there. Are yeah, memes. there are there are mountains of memes about that. So <laughs> it's, it's honestly terrifying. So a lot of there's a lot of soldiers that couldn't be chosen because they 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 can't just stop doing that. It, yeah. Really unfortunate, but uh, yeah, you know, I get to Knox to uh, play Call of Duty and stream on their like the Army Esports Twitch and. It, honestly, it was pre-COVID, obviously. It was amazing. I mean, we would all take this giant semi-truck full of awesome equipment, game to... They took it to high schools. They took it to colleges. We went to major gaming events around America. And I'm talking, like, lines were wrapped around buildings to, you know, one, meet the Army esports team. One, you know, try to be better than whoever the hell they're playing in whatever game. But just putting 16 soldiers in front of a demographic that has no idea what the army is minus what they've seen in call of duty was honestly probably one of the better ideas anyone's ever had that since my time in the military. Did, as far did as you like ever hear while you're there, whose brainchild that was? Uh, yeah, I actually, he's a uh, E seven. He's an uh, MP. He's a cop. Of course. Um, super, super, like obviously cops and I don't get along based for my regiment time and SF time. Um, he's become one of my really good friends actually. Super cool guy. He's a uh, he was an MP. He switched over to the the full time recruiting whatever seventy nine Romeo whatever it is. And uh, I guess he's been lobbying for this for a long time. He's like, oh, you guys are you guys are behind the curve. We really need to get into this. Like this is going to be great. He found a I believe he's a two star that was recruiting command at the time that he got that face to face. And that two star was like, this is a great idea. Go. And that was it. So Chris kind of started doing back work and trying to plan like MTO and how shit should be put together, push forward a, a plan. And the, the general was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good to go. Let's make it happen. I, I mean, I think it still blows his mind. The fact that it got blessed off on and it got approved and like the, the gains and the things that we've done over the last year and a half, two years that it's been a program. Yeah. A7, I would not ever, I mean, that you just couldn't i almost never expect that you could get uh, i don't know a captain to do to go along with you he got a two-star yeah that's, I mean, that, that's the level you almost needed you know to create an entire new unit in the united states army so it, it he briefed it the guy's like you know what i see the i see the positives to this i i think if it would have got put under anything but the umbrella that we're under it would be light years above where it's at now I think that really hindered it in the long run, but uh, just based on recruiting and everyone's kind of worried about numbers and shit like that, but it, it, it's still doing really well. Now that COVID's ending, they're, they're traveling, the, the, the semis going places, they're going back to events. Um, COVID, you'd think we'd be better at COVID because it's all online, but us actually going to events and people getting a chance to like meet the soldiers, like actually hear their stories, talk to them, see them play, play against them was, I think the biggest plus in that, organization so do you get um when you're in there talking and say look man i started out as a halo guy and i see you know i'm in uh 
the regiment. I am in Iraq or Afghanistan. I got now I'm a whatever. Are those guys interested in that? I mean, is it, do you have anybody to kind of follow that path? Anybody reach out and said, Hey dude, or at least maybe they're in the 82nd or something happened that they got in the military. Yeah. I think, I think my biggest contribution to the organization was not so much new guys off the street or like interested in, I'm not, I'm not getting people interested in joining. My thing was more of interest service, like guys who are already in now get a chance to like ask me questions about, you know, a day in the life in regiment, a day in the life in SF, like almost advice. Like I get asked for advice all the time and it's, it's really strange to me, but I look at it. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I've done everything these guys want to do. I, I understand it now. Um, I had a recruiter hit me up the other day that the only contracts he's been putting in or being begged for are 18 x-ray contracts because of me. You know, like, like he's like, he's like, these guys don't want to do anything else. He's like, I play your Twitch streams at my recruiting office and they want to be fucking you. They don't want to play video games. They want to do the shit that you've been doing before you start playing video games. I'm like, well, I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah. You say, yeah, in the regiment, the Friday safety briefs are a motherfucker. Other than that, though, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I had to fast rope out of my window every day, but besides yeah, I, that, it was great. Yeah. Take a Hulk fist in the head. <laughs> so um it, it's weird there's a there's a netflix or it's a netflix i don't know it's netflix or hulu or something there's an entire not about you guys but there's an entire like um i had no idea that like gaming was like a huge like the deal that it is there's a massive amount of i mean like people were playing in like europe and they would have dudes from like south africa and australia and dudes would fly in and i mean it's like you know millions of people are watching this like more people than watch that than watch fucking f1 so the fact that you said that it's a billion dollar industry right with more concurrent viewers than any national sport yeah more than f1 and more than soccer and yeah i was was other other countries it's a red carpet event and this it was a red carpet event a decade ago america was a little late um i mean if i would have fucking not joined the military and kept playing halo I, I mean, I, you guys have probably all heard about who Ninja is. Uh-huh. Blue spiky-haired guy plays Fortnite, or he used to. Oh, yeah. I, I used to play with Ninja and Halo 2 all the time. And just shit all over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all, if you, that, that time frame, it just wasn't as big in America as it was everywhere else. He kept after it. He kept grinding. And I'm like, shit, should never have joined the <laughs> Army. You know, like, I should have just kept doing it. Yeah, do you but, think... You think you made more money in the army, or he made more money of playing video games? He he's made more by YouTube. about a thousand times. Oh yeah, his YouTube. Uh-huh. YouTube, my son, who's thirty, he's a computer engineer and everything. And his whole thing for a long time is, you guys got to get, you got to get on YouTube, you got to monetize, you got to get on there, you got to get on there. And Ted and I are like, yeah, I got to go to the kennel, I got to clean the shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I started I a, a podcast. Job. I started a podcast so people wouldn't have to fucking look at me. Right and here, I am. Here we are. So <laughs> it, it's true. Like the the whole social media aspect and YouTube. Like I'm, it's still something that I'm not good at. You know, like I haven't had social media because I, ha- I wasn't allowed to in my career field. And I get to the esports team, like, hey, we're going to need you to make all these social medias. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Obviously, the soft community helped me out on the Instagram platform, but like I'm still a shit editor. You know, like I should be putting out content on YouTube, be it be it dog handling, be it video games, be it lifting, be it advice. But I, I don't because there's a little bit of laziness because I don't really know what I'm doing and I don't want to produce subpar content. So I just don't produce content at all. Yeah, no, that, that's that's yeah. a route. 
That's definitely one. That's definitely one. You said, did he make more than I did? Like while he's been gaming or streaming, I think he had a his first stream back to Twitch. He made like sixty grand in the same day. Really? I don't. I don't think people were really putting a number next to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like the top, the top streamers are clearing you know thirty to sixty k a day. You know what I mean? Like it's terrifying. And they're not cleaning any kennels. It's no kennels. They're picking their own hours. No poop. They're probably not even showering. You know, there's a lot of things that they're doing that we're just like, fuck. <laughs> now you're talking. Even, they're not even showering. Uh, so, um, so the time at the esports uh, is up fairly recently because um, you're now in, you're back at Bragg now. Huh? I, I'm at Knox now. I actually got my orders today to go oh, to no. Bragg. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of weird things that happened with the esports team. I got removed from the team. I got added back to the team. But I really don't even know why, minus possibly personality conflicts slash I wouldn't bend the knee and become what they wanted me to be. Um, yeah, Eustace pulled me out. They're like, hey, come, we're getting you out of there as fast as possible. So I think it took two weeks to get me orders and a billet at Eustace So I'm <laughs> probably going to be gone the next two weeks if everything goes right. How so, was Fort Knox just to live yeah. there? Um, so the surrounding area kind of sucks. I'm actually living on base because I didn't know the hours I was going to be pulling for the esports because gamers are basically creatures of the night anyway. So I didn't want to be doing, you know, 45 minute to an hour drives. So I live on on base housing. I'm in my basement right now. It's a solid 50 degrees. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Louisville's not bad. Nashville's two hours away. Like it's not a terrible location. It's just the base is when they got rid of that armored unit and no basic training here anymore, there's just not a lot of people here, which no lines in the gym, no lines at the shop bed, no one to hang out with. It's just, I got Timo, you know, like, <laughs> so I was going to ask, like, you got Timo, uh, Timo the Bork. So he's, uh, after you get out of, um, you come back to go to the team, the esports team, um, Timo, I guess officially retires. Like he's, he officially retire or what's the deal? So I, when I left group, I retired him and another dog named Aris. Um, Aris, I, did some trade deals. I know a 375 guy who was up at Fort Drum and he was talking about how he wanted a dog. And I was like, well, I have this Dutchie. I didn't tell him he was the worst dog in the kennel and a fucking psycho and tries to bite you. But I was like, I got a Dutchie, man. If you want him, I'm retiring you. And I, we retired this dog. You take him out of the kennel atmosphere. This dog's sleeping in the hammock with Drew. He's like, he's riding in his Jeep with the tops off. Probably gained about 12, 15 pounds because of the steak and random things he's eaten. But I've never seen a transition from a dog that people didn't want to handle to he, he looks like he grew up in a house somewhere with a bunch of kids and just loving his fucking life. And Timo did the absolute opposite. He was like the calmest dog in the kennel. And then now he's a fucking psycho. So I really don't understand how this shit works, but uh, I see him occasionally tearing shit up on. <laughs> he, I left, I left the other night and I guess I didn't latch his kennel in seven hours. He destroyed my game room. Nothing electrical, thank God. Uh, he pooped and peed all over my gym. He brought about 60 items to my bed. He ate a full bowl of Qdoba with the spiciest oh uh, queso and <laughs> fucking hot sauce on it. And he so. ate a candle. Nine, nine rolls of toilet paper, which I, I don't actually know where he got the toilet paper, but he brought it to my bed. 
the uh, the person that was watching my house showed up in the morning and she's like, um, um, your dog's on your bed and he has like a cave of just a mountain of stuff on your bed with him. And I'm like, oh no. And yeah. she went downstairs and found all the other messes. It was great. So again, not his fault. No, no, no. I didn't lock the kennel. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the beginning of he, most stories. So I forgot to shut the door. I didn't lock the kennel. Right. He could got his bark collar. I forgot. It, right. So what, what you guys don't know is since I've met Timo, I've never seen him sleep. Um, he's never put his head down, laid down. Like he'll lay down, but he'll he'll whine at you with a with a toy. Um, unless he's in his kennel. You put him in his kennel, he curls up into a little ball, a little fox, and he passes out. But I mean, I've had him working 16 hours deployed, come back, and I'm like, this is where you're gonna sleep. Like, this is it. No, yeah. he sits right in your yeah. face and just whines with a toy in his mouth or like wants to work. And it's fucking terrifying. Like I see all these other mouths that are cuddling in hammocks and you know, loving and passing out upside down. I'm like, Timo, can you just just go to sleep once? Yeah. Just once. He's like, yeah, when I'm dead. Right. So when Don't I stream, I'll put him on my couch over here with all these toys. He'll sit there on that couch and destroy toys for eight hours. Wow. Or he'll sit in a bite on one of the bigger toys and just hold the bite and stare at me for, for like 30 minutes to an hour. But he doesn't sleep. So uh, two things I want to back up real quick. Given the, the dog that was, was the motherfucker Dutchie. To a three seven five guy, was that uh, maybe on purpose? Like, well, he was. I mean, I don't shit. really like three seven five. I mean, obviously, so I figured I'd give him the psycho. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he was. He was three seven five. He was in. I think he just hit eighteen years, so he was a you know a few years prior to me. Um, I don't know really what he does now. He's a he flies like drones, drone racing for the army at some point. He's got a crazy career, but uh, yeah, he's like I'm really looking at buying a Mal, and I was like, funny story, I got you a Dutchie. And he's like, what's a Dutchie? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a Mal, but Brindle. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> just, It'll be great. With a giant head and he fucking hates people. Like, literally, I'm talking a week after he got that dog. That dog was cuddling in, in, the, in the hammock and just, I'm like, this is, this is crap. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Should have gave him fucking Timo and me taking Aris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, I, real quick, I got one more question. And it's, you went, went through selection. Uh, you got the Nike boots. Did you wear Nike sandals for selection for the E team? Did you wear get some different footwear? I had Crocs. Perfect. Excellent. I'm a, I'm a very big Croc <laughs> supporter. Um, At least I mean, you're love that. Do it. I can't. If I, I, I'm a, I, I go to the bar in cargo shorts and Crocs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm here to drink. And Crocs are literally the best thing to ever be created. Fight me. There's two like things I've made fun of so much in my life that even if I wanted to do them, I couldn't do golf and Crocs. I, I'm not. I'm a bad golfer. I like driving the cart. Not a great golfer, but I crock. So I was in selection, and some of those older, cool gentlemen came over. And I mean, this guy was probably mid forties. He ran the six mile with us in Crocs. <laughs> and I was like, and he not only did he run it with us, he finished like probably five to six minutes ahead of everybody. And honestly, at that point, I was like, I'm getting me some fucking Crocs. Like, this guy's a legend. Like, give me these Crocs. He changed my life. That's why. <laughs> That's why he was able to fucking do it. He put the strap down. That's why. Mine, mine stay in four by. It's, it's, it's a way of life. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's what we're going to call this episode. Stays in four by. <laughs> so uh, after we leave, uh, well, I mean, you haven't left yet. You just got your orders today. So you're heading back to Bragg to finish. Or what are you doing? Are you going back to 
because um, fifth group's not there. So I we're, we're the CSM and I were talking about a little bit. I'm gonna finish my quote unquote slick tour at uh, at Bragg, and then him and I are gonna have it, or whoever's the CSM at that point are gonna have another sit down. I should make my eight next year. I mean, if I had my my wish, I'd try to take kennel somewhere and be the kennel master at third or fifth. Um, we just we're just really not sure yet. It's cool that they pulled you out though. He, yeah. I'm talking, I sent him an email and within five minutes he had called me. He's like, we are getting you out now. That's crazy. And I was like, I was like, thank Love you. It. Yeah. I really so, like that. I'm not, I'm not gonna it, lie, you guys, could I'm probably feel like, Hey, they forgot about me. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. seriously. They're like, well, he's off doing the gaming thing. Good luck. See you later. So, uh, we're going to decide where you're going to go. Um, you're going to finish out your tour, um, out of brag. And a lot of people are like, Oh, so you're just going to switch groups. And that's like, no, you can't do that. A lot of people, when I said I was going to brag are like, Oh, you're going to third group. I was like, that's actually not how it works. Like it's yeah. all pretty language dependent. It takes a lot of paperwork to switch. Um, yeah, they, they basically just kind of picked me a billet there at SF command to get me out as fast as possible. I actually don't know what my job is yet. Um, but getting back into like the, the Fort Bragg area, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different dog training companies. There's a lot of three gun going on. I got third group kennels. So yep. I really see myself at least getting more back into the scene of being an SF guy. Cause here there's, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. I didn't really have anyone to hang out with. No one wants to work out. No one wants to shoot. No one wants to do anything. I think, uh, if you, when you get back to Bragg, third group kennel will gladly take any assistance that you would like to give them. And that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I'm at least going to go over there and say, like, I met a bunch of the seventh group handlers two weeks ago. Just got to shoot the shit with those guys. It was just nice being back in that that community, not just SF guys, but especially guys who really enjoyed their their lives as handlers. Um, I know I've told I've told Ted that I remember back in town that I will absolutely come fucking hang out and catch dogs and just bullshit because <laughs> it's, it's light. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not I'm not scooping shit, but uh, no, 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 I'll come no, no. I'll come I'll fucking catch dogs yet, and dude. shit. Yeah, no, we'll fucking work dogs. We'll police dogs. Police dogs. Yeah. yeah. Here for come, come over. I could use the help. I, uh, yeah. I, so now I have, if I have guys come to help me, if someone works the leash and someone works the dog, cause I have a hole in my lung, so I can't do anything for more than like five minutes. And, um, it kind of sometimes it's nice to just stand there and instruct, you know, right. um, my, my assistant trainer, he's got a real nice dog in his kennel and we're building them up. And we got him on the bungee today and his girlfriend was there and I was showing her how to do the bungee and uh, just working the bungee. I was like, I gotta go sit down. It's so pathetic. Yeah. But now you get to sit back, call out people's mistakes, critique them and give up all of your knowledge. Yeah. Well, I do that anyways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Eric's and Eric's form of instructing is yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Same fucking yelling people. <laughs> Some people so, just take it better to yelling. <laughs> <laughs> makes it louder, makes it more corrector. So um, <laughs> Eric's like, "Yep." For everybody that can't see, he's like nodding. He's like, mm-hmm. "So, um, yeah." So uh, headed back to Bragg. So where can we uh, find you now? I mean, you're still on all the Twitch and the Instagrams. So where can we? Find yeah, you? I mean, it's the my handle or whatever is the same for every single platform. Um, it's Strotnium. I think I think pretty much across all platforms, it's that's pretty much it. I I, I really only use Instagram and Twitch at this point. I yeah. stay away from Twitter. And yeah, uh, I never understood it. A lot of people's careers. It, yeah. Right. I'm only I only have the, the, the there to troll reporters. 
that post canine stories, <laughs> which someone's got to do it. So, well, it ends up super well. They end up blocking me, uh, which is fine. But they work for the New York Washington Post. So I don't care. Um, so <laughs> you said <laughs> strotnium. It is. It's a S T R O T N I U M. It's actually an element on the periodic table. I was in seventh grade. I needed a gamer tag. I swapped two letters <laughs> around. <laughs> started them and moving the letters. Yeah, I had a, I actually had a chemist get really mad at me one day in Fortnite. I like matched up with him. He's like, "How fucking dare you?" He's like, oh. "People put countless hours into you know discovering this and naming it, and you have the audacity." I was like, "Brother, I was in seventh grade. Chill." Yeah, right. it wasn't last week. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Relax, dude. Yep. <laughs> so stop playing oh, Fortnite. You're a chemist. Are you, so are you going to be able to keep it the social media when you get over there? It, from what I'm saying, yes. Hey, I only say that because all these other groups have social media and no one gives a fuck. And it was really only like the fifth group persona of like the regimented fifth ranger battalion kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, because I don't see myself really going back to a team or taking a team. I, uh, no one has said anything about it. So I'm going to continue to push, continue to mentor and, you know, give advice where I can do things like this. And, uh, I'm just here to fucking help people. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of knowledge on a lot of things that people want to do and I'm an open fucking book. Nice. I like it. Like it. Yeah. I just, I just uh, followed you on Instagram. He's got a pretty, he's got a little over 26,000, 26 and a half thousand followers on there. So um, he's got a, a nice, see some pictures of Timo in there. Got Timo the too. On. It's Timo underscore. What is it? Yeah, it's Timo underscore the underscore Bork. Yeah. Timo um, the Bork. Timo has yeah. his own. When I made that social media, the, the soft community, you know, just a bunch of the big pages, there was an article saying like Green Beret becomes gamer. And it was a split in half picture of Timo and I on deployment versus me in like my gaming jersey playing video games. And like that thing, I, I'm not going to use the word viral because it's millions in my mind, but like it got a lot of a lot of shares, a lot of reposts. And I think I think I went from 3K to 15 or 16K in like three days. Wow. My phone was a fucking nightmare. That's what it was. Fucking slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> These guys got it. Yeah. Doesn't put uh, any money out, but that's all right. Yeah. You can find me at all the normal ones. Ted underscore Summers, Torchlight K9, Flutter K number nine. Of course, HRD Police K9. Uh, we've got some new dates. We just Charleston, South Carolina. I guess we just signed up for that one. We're going to do one there in November. Cool. Of course, we're going to Montana is filling up, which I was... I mean, I'm glad we're going, but when I heard it, I was like, oh, and we've got several people shining up for that one. So we're, that one's going to be full. Uh, Lancaster is going to be full. So uh, HRD is uh, rock and roll, and we're still doing that. Uh, e, where are you? Uh, Van SK9 on Instagram. Uh, my Van SK9 Facebook's back to police dog stuff now. Ridge Side K9 Ohio for all the pet stuff. WorkingDogRadio.com. All our merch is on there. Great t-shirts, great oh, coffee yeah. mugs and all that stuff. And we have a, a Working Dog Radio on Patreon. We put some training videos and, and legal content and all kinds of things up there like that. So um, anyways, Josh, I, I loved it, man. This was a great, yeah. great interview. Good times. Um, we'll edit out where you, he got up to go pee. Yeah, so, I, I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> Well, That's okay. We'll put it on Instagram. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we've had a couple people get up during the breaks and just walk out. We're like, wait, wait hold on. Wait, come going? back. 
Hello? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get up and they're and like, I, we say, hey, we're going to sit here and stare at each other for five seconds. And they just get up and walk off. I was like, oh, all right. Then, this is actually this, only the second podcast that I've done. I did the, the mentors for military one. Mm-hmm. Right. Which uh, which which went pretty well, and then yeah, when you reached out, I was like, absolutely, yeah, like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Do it while you can, because you never know, you know. Yeah, I need to get a hold of fucking Travis Bobo too. He was supposed to come on, and then he moved, and then uh, and I have his new number. I need to text him, but I want to. We've we've talked about having him on before too. So um, yeah, so about uh, about thirty minutes ago, or about maybe forty, I took a picture of you and I sent it to him. And I said, look, he's like, is that going on right now? I'm like, yeah, it's an awesome interview. He's like, that's great. Yeah, we need to have him on too. He, I, We talked about it and then fucking Rona happened. And then he was working at Griffin and they had a ton of shit going on that wasn't related to dogs, obviously. And <laughs> so uh, they had, you know, all of their shit they do there. And so now that yeah. I can throw... He can throw the Dukes. We got some good stuff uh, to talk to him about. <laughs> talk to him about fucking knocking people out. <laughs> yeah. I, he, somebody else yeah. told me that too. I'll yeah. fight the little ask, redhead guy. It was called CLT. Ask ask that motherfucker about CLT. So uh, th- there was some guy on. Ed, well, I'm not gonna mention his name. There was somebody fucking running their running their fucking man pleaser on fucking Facebook, and Travis texted me, and he was like, "I'd square up with that dude." And I'm like, "Bro, he's like fucking six eight, and you know, he, he's." Big ass motherfucker, kind of just like I'll, I'll, I don't care. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is after you're a, meeting you're a terrifying more, human. Yeah, I'm meeting yeah. him more than once in person. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I get it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. fight the little redhead guy, and then like three hours later, you're like, what? no. Wait, have I been asleep mid. this whole time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right on. Uh, Josh has been great, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, so say hi to Timo for us and. Uh, Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next episode. Appreciate the invite, guys. Thanks, guys. You got your reasons. I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to die young now. Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled Brother D-E-G-E. .blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Duck Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.